Hi everyone, welcome back for another blessful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I'm your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 192. This week's message is a call to persevere in faith. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining in this week uh, to be received of another encouraging and very much powerful message from that of the words of God. I pray that all are doing well, that you had a blessful and safe uh, Christmas weekend. Uh, I normally would say holiday weekend, but I know some kind of, you know, when you say holiday weekend, they look at you like, well, you know, it was Christmas. Yeah, it's a holiday. <laughs> I, I'm i not going to get into the whole celebrating Christmas, you know, the correct way or the wrong way or what the reason for the season and everything like that. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm not going to get into that because, you know, we all have our beliefs. We all uh, have ways that we, 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 we celebrate. So that is not the platform. And that is not my assignment to get into what's what and what's not what, what's right, what's wrong. That's another here or there for me. Um, but you know, Hey, outside of the podcast, outside of what I do on daily devotionals and what I do concerning the, 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 the nonprofit. Now, if you want to talk, we can talk one-on-one, you know, fellowship, but you know, I don't, I don't bring that to the platform because that's not my assignment. But anyway, I just pray that all have had a wonderful and blessful holiday weekend that has passed. And that to rem- the remainder of this holiday season, that uh, all are doing well and that you're taking every precaution to stay safe and uh, to just enjoy yourselves and enjoy one another, uh, company and, and, you know, time and fellowship. And with this week's podcast, I'm, I, I really, you know, this is another blessful message and, um, and reading over the scripture uh, this morning, I really, I, I, to me, some things resonated with me. Um, and I, I know that, and I pray that they will resonate with you as well, and that they will really truly attach unto your heart and bring joyfulness to your spirit and really encourage you to stand steadfast. Um, and, not be weary or wavering in that of your faith and then also in that of your diligence and your efforts to do what you know in your heart is right, what has been laid upon your heart, what is commanded of your spirit to do uh, concerning God's kingdom. Um, I have said it before that I know the type of encouragement that comes forth from this platform, from this podcast, from the daily devotionals and what people have heard me speak unto them. I know that it's not traditional or it's not of this world or, you know, it's, it's, it's not traditional considering or what's concerning the world's encouragement. And I have always said that, yes, this is a different type of encouragement. God's word is truth. Um, the encouragement is a warning, knowledge, empowering, 
and encouragement all wrapped into one. And that's why I tell everyone to have an open mind and open heart because you will be able to truly perceive each and one of those that I just mentioned at the correct time that you are in need of it. Hear me what I say now. So if you sit with a closed up mind, closed down and heart and heart, you're not going to receive anything, not any one of those things that I mentioned. Okay. Um, so that's why I always tell you, you would hear me said, and I'll say, you know, you may hear me repeat it numerous of times. Please, when you listen to the message, do so with an open mind, open heart. And I say that so that you can truly, truly be able to perceive and receive what you need. Uh, whether it be knowledge, whether it be the encouragement, whether it be the guidance, the empowerment, so that you can re receive that. Whatever it is that you need at that moment and at that time that you turn unto God's word so that you can be able to receive it. Because let me explain something to you, my brothers and sisters. You will not be able to see anything if you put your mind on lockdown and you put your heart down on heart. If you heart in your heart, you, it just ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. You, you, you will, you, you know, it's like that saying that I know you're listening, but do you hear me? You can listen, but are you really hearing it? Meaning, are you allowing it to really come into you and really, you know, marinate into your heart and truly get you know are you perceiving it so that you can't truly receive it if you're not perceiving it so that you can truly receive it then you you kind of wasting your time okay uh so that's why i tell everybody that you know to to please truly listen to the messages with an open mind open heart and, and the same thing when you go to read the the, the daily devotionals do do the same thing because of that reason because of that reason i want you to receive i want you to be able to perceive and receive all that god has for you you hear me brothers and sisters all that god has for you because we are truly in times right now to where things are truly chaotic it may not seem like it around you all the time you might think, well, you know, I hear something every now and then where this don't happen, that don't happen. This person got shot or there was some shooting over here. But I don't hear that much every day, so I don't really think it's chaotic. We'll see, because there are things that are taking place behind the scenes. It's like that saying that, you know, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing or don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Well, see, that's what Satan's trying to do right now. I, see, I touched on that in the last episode, you know, when I touched on about what he's trying to do with our children, our seed. He's trying to detach our seed from us. See, well, you say, well, bro, don't we, don't we, don't we let go of our, our, our children at a, at a certain age? Don't we, you know, release them from the nest, sort of say, anyway? But yes, we do expect them by, you know, 18, 20, 21 to be out of the house and be on their own and living their own lives. But we still, as parent, that being, that life source does not completely sever from you because as a parent, they're still your child. That's still your little baby girl. That's still your little snotty nose boy that, you know, that's still your child. And you're going to conduct yourself as as so you're going to conduct yourself accordingly. At least I would think you would. Uh, you, you may be less 
you may have a less hands-on parenting role, but you still are there for your child, for your children. You are still there. Um, and see, the devil knows that. And so what the devil is trying to do is he's trying to sever our kids from us completely because those who have truth, truthfully the Godhead household, <laughs> my God, listen now, those who truly have the Godhead household, the devil knows this. And what he's trying to do is sever our children from that Godhead resource. You are a resource unto your children for that of God. So who are they going to come to? When they hear about God, they're going to come to you until they get to the point where they understand that they can go to God on their own. And when they feel comfortable, when they feel that inkling, that pull, that tug on their spirit. But until then, guess who they're going to go to to get their knowledge? They're going to come to you. And then guess what you're going to do? You're going to go to the Bible. You're going to go to the word. You're going to give them what you have in experience, but then you're going to give them that word. And that's what they're going to get. And that's where they're going to go until they get to that point where they begin to start going to the word on their own. And you are the person who helps them with that transition. So guess what? If you are no longer there to help them with that transition, then guess what? They could be lost. And the devil knows that. And that's why he's trying to do what he can to sever our seed completely from us before that full cycle of that of the godhead that understanding that 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 knowledgeableness that wisdom is completely instilled into that child to have an understanding that oh i could go to god on my own doesn't mean they can't turn to you parents but they once get they, they they get that understanding that they can go to God on their own. Okay, they can come before God on their own. Okay, on their own, uh, and that's what the devil knows, and he's trying to stop that. Okay, so that's what I touched on in the last episode. Um, this episode, <laughs> this episode, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is is it it, it, it it caused me to start thinking about some things in my own life. And really where I'm at right now with really trying to do what I need to do to refocus and recenter myself back on where I know I need to be in on what I know I should be doing. And you have heard me say this periodically in the past that I try to each and every day to refocus myself and say, OK, what's going on today? What I need to be working on, what I should be working on. This is what need to get done. So, you know, you have these different categories of what you want to do, what should be doing, and what need to be done. So, you always want to look at what needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? And when you do what needs to be done, then what should be done get done, and then what you want to do, you have time for. That makes sense. If you do what needs to be done, then what should get done will get done, and what you want to do, you'll wind up having time for. You get that? It can't be the other way around where you do what you want to do and then think, oh, what should get done is it'll get done some kind of way and then what you need to be working on or oh, it'll work out. No, it don't work that way. You do on you put your focus on what need to be done, then what you should be done will get done because you put your focus on what need to be done, and then what you want to do, you'll wind up having time for. Okay, you'll be surprised how it works out. And sometimes it don't seem that way. Uh 
and I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes you will get caught up in what you got going on when you put your focus on what needs to be done and then you'll find yourself focusing on it all day long and, and doing it. It's not a bad thing when that happens, truthfully, to be honest with you. In some regards, I feel that it's meant to be that way at times because God is showing us that, hey, we need to focus more on this. We need to be more on him. We need to be putting our mindset or, or, or seeking him more. And, and so I, I would say that sometimes it works out that way. Uh, and don't feel like you lost out on anything. Because sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you know, I try to be transparent with you as much as possible. Uh, I have moments. I have had moments in the past where I felt like I'm missing something. Or I might miss out on something. And I even have moments where I would try to rush through what it is I know I need to be doing so that I can do what I want to do. And my brother says, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Uh the number one reason you don't want to do that is not just because you're going to be judged on what you do concerning your assignment, but also because you miss out. You miss out. You miss out on what you really need to be receiving because you're going to mess around and rush, 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 and you're going to miss something that you really need, something that's valuable unto you, that's more valuable than you spending time doing, going off, running off, doing what you want to do. And nine out of ten, what you want to do is hanging out with the fellas or hanging out with the girls or you know, or, or going shopping for, you you know, by yourself or going and look at this or going here or going there. And, and and if you really think about it, you'll say, yeah, that really ain't that important. It's important to you because that's what your flesh want to do. And oh, oh, my God, let's not get into what the flesh deems to be important because the flesh deems to be everything that it want to do to be important. <laughs> Some of y'all didn't get that because, you know, you don't want to get it. But the truth is, is that Everything the flesh wants to do, it deems to be important. More important than anything that the spirit decides or discerns to do. Y'all get me on that? You, If you ain't getting it, you'll get it. But let me move on because we have a, I, I have a long message. I have a long content of scriptures to bring to you to this week, my brothers and sisters. So I want to go ahead and, and, <clears throat> and begin to go ahead and get into the meat of the message, the bones of the message, the the marrow of all this right here, so that we all can get fed uh, with this knowledge here uh, this week. But my brothers and sisters, as I said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really taking a lot of this in and I'm really looking at myself because what I want to do, and not just because it's close to the end of the year, not just because there's a new, uh, we, we have a new blessing coming unto us, uh, a new year, uh, I, I don't say new year, I say new blessings because I look at it as new blessings. Uh, I look at it as a new year and been able to witness a new year, to be able to have life when a new year come in. I look at it as a blessing. So that's why I say new blessings. Um, because I look at it as that year is bringing me blessings, new blessings. So I call it for what it is, new blessings. I receive and I embrace the new blessings. And my brothers and sisters, I pray that the coming of the new blessings will be all that God desires it to be for your life. And not only that, that you will be able to receive all of the new blessings coming that is for you. That you will be able to receive all of the new blessings that is for you. Amen. Uh, now as we get ready to move forth, uh, as I was saying, 
this message is really going to be touching on a lot of uh, being diligent, staying focused, uh, and just really giving ourselves over as truly being in faith, unwavering, unsavoring. You know, don't, 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 don't get yourself in a position where you begin to get w wavering in your faith. Don't, don't put yourself in a position where you begin to get uh, staggering. You know what I mean? And, 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 and not stand focused on what you know in your heart to be truth. Um, the word today, this word this week is going to touch on that. And it's going to start off seeming like you're being lectured. But it's not a lecture, my brothers and sisters. It's not a lecture that I'm bringing forth and presenting unto you this week. It is encouragement. So I want you to truly with this message this week, I want you to truly listen to it with a truthful, open heart and open mind. And that your spirit may be joyful in the content that is coming forth. Amen. Um, I really truly want that to be so for you this week. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the blessedness and the wonderfulness of that of your word that has come unto us and fed us, O oh Father God, and with that of our daily bread. Our time in that of you, O oh Father God, is joyful. Rejoice, O oh do we, in that of your word. For we know that we are being truthfully and well fed. We know, Father God, that we are being instilled with the knowledgeable wisdom of that of our Heavenly Father. And we are gaining knowledge, very valuable knowledge. We know that in your word you say that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And Father, we do not want to perish. We do not want to perish for lack of that of your knowledge. So, Father, I pray this day for all of those, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to be received of that of your knowledge. To have an open mind and open heart so that they can truly perceive, to receive, and allow that which is of your word to truly be walked out in their lives. That they are truly fed of your word. We eat, Father God. We, we, we make sure we have three meals a day. We make sure that we have snacks in between some of us. But how much of your word are we allowing to be fed into our souls, into our spirits, into our minds? How much of your word are we allowing to be nourishing unto us? So, Father, I pray and speak it to be so in this day that your word will bring forth all the knowledgeable wisdom and nourishment that you desire and intend for it to do so into that of our bodies, our minds, and souls, and spirits. I thank you, Father God, that we will be with your word as we are with food and drink, that we will see it most valuable, oh, Father God, that we will yearn for it, we will crave for it, Father God, we will not go a day, not a moment, a second without it, Father God. And that we will take it up three, maybe four times a day. Oh my God, and Heavenly Father, I pray this to be so over that of that of my life, oh Father God, and those who are attached unto me, my lineage, oh Father God, and my bloodline, Father God, I speak it also of that of my sisters and brothers in Christ. That we are well, well nourished of that of your word. And it is working in us, helping us to do that of your will. This I speak. And know that it is so and already done in the name of Jesus. Amen. A call to persevere in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new 
and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unsavoring, unsavoring to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up, meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. If we, oh my God, this is good, this is good. If we deliberate, if we, let me slow down, let me slow down, brothers. See, I'm getting excited because, see, I've already read over this and I know, <laughs> I know where this is going. I know where this is going. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who reject the law of Moses die without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled on the Son of God underfoot? Who has treated oh my God, as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sacrificed them. And who has insulted the spirit of grace. Oh my God. For we know him who said it is mine to avenge. I will repay. And again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering? Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. And other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscating of your property. Because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting my God, processions, possessions. See, you know, let me stop right here. Because, see, this is where I seen this to be really good. This is where I seen this to be really good. Because, see, it talks about, see, I was going to wait till I was done and go back and touch on some things. But I'm going to stop right here and touch on this real quick. And then I will move on. But, see... Right why I read, and I, I have to slow down because I get excited, and I'll, I'll, I'll start butchering some of these words. Believe me, brothers and sisters, because I get excited, and I be want to go ahead and bring it, you know, and bring it forth to you, and I start reading through real quickly. Uh, it says, "You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscating of your property, because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions." Now, see, I like that right there because, 
See, basically what the word is saying is that when you suffer and go through and you have some things confiscated, not just when you have things confiscated, my brothers, but when you lose something, my sisters, when you lost it, oh man, you know, I had all these clothes, you know, I had, man, sis, I had a closet full of clothes. And it just seemed like I just lost it all. Oh, sis, you know, I had this wonderful, nice house. I had a nice house. I had, and it seemed like you lost all of that. And you could say, well, you know, the enemy confiscated all those things. Or, you know, this happened and that happened and that happened. But what does it say right here? It says, you suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscating of your property. Because you knew that you yourself had better and lasting possessions. Oh, my God. Dear Rosa. My brothers and sisters, when you receive, when you perceive and receive the inheritance that you have waiting on you. The things that you have possession of here on this earth, they seem as not. I mean, yeah, they're joyful for the moment. They're pleasurable for the moment. But they in no way weigh to the blessfulness that is to come. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So that's what it means right here where it says you, you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. See, you, you didn't care about what was being confiscated. You say, yeah, it's nice and everything. You know, okay, I enjoy it. It's pleasurable. But truthfully, I believe and I stand in faith and know that I will be blessed with an inheritance that triples <laughs> what kings and queens receive. And so that's what it means by that, my brothers and sisters. And then it goes on to say that at other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. And then, you know, it says, you know, I, I, I just stepped back. Uh, you suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscating of your property because you knew that you yourselves and you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Then it goes on to say, so do not throw away your confidence. Mm, my God. See, listen to this. See, don't, it, what, what the word is telling you. I got to keep reminding myself to slow down. What the word is saying unto you, the word is saying, yeah, okay. What you have in possession, what you have in your possession right now, what you have in your ownership right now, what is your assets right now? They're wonderful. They're blessed. They're glorious according to the world. Okay, you got a nice car. You might have two, three cars. You have a nice, wonderful house. Two, three, maybe four, five, six bedrooms. Three, four bathrooms. Okay, large guest room, eating room, nice pool, jacuzzi. You you might have it all, okay? You 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 eating wonderful restaurant food. You're going out to nice places. You know, you eating steak, flimion, and you know, you eating all this right here. You eating you know, caviar, you, but anyway, the whole point is that you got it going on, okay, but what the word is saying is that, that little shot, you ain't got a problem with your stuff being confiscated, because see, you yourself know that you have better and lasting possessions, that's about to be, in, you know, inherited, to pass on to you, so what the word is saying is don't get caught up in what's going on in the world, and in that what you have in your possessions, because your possessions, what you have in value, pale considerably to that what God is blessing 
you in that of your inheritance. <laughs> and then it goes on to say that, so do not throw away your confidence. So don't get, you know, walking around with like, you know, likes and confidence in yourself and confidence in the word and confidence in God and say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know, you know, this is going on. And then, brother, I, you know, I can relate to that's why I said when I said earlier that some of these areas in here, some of these scriptures, you know, really kind of resonated with me. This is one of them because I've had moments where things have hit me. You know, I've gotten slapped by life. I've gotten punched by life. I got an uppercut. I got a straight shot to the face. I have gotten hit by life. And I'm going to not lie to you. I, like I said, sometimes I'm transparent with you. I've had moments where I sat down and I'm like, God, what, what, what's this? I mean, are you letting your servant get hit like this? And I mean, am I not supposed to be your son? You know, am I not treated as a son? And I, I, I mean, why am I getting hit like this? You know, why, what's with this? I mean, I've had moments. And I've had moments where doubt has tried to come and sit right beside me and try to put his arms around me and consult me and try to be in fellowship with me. But I had to quickly denounce doubt and push doubt away. No, do not come into my presence as if you are me or one of me or you can dwell with me because you cannot dwell with me. Because you bring nothing of truth to me. So why, how can you feel that you can you can dwell with me, that you can fellowship with me? You can't because you are not truth. You are doubt. So you can't. And, and truth is not doubt. Truth is there's no doubtfulness in truth. So you cannot come to me and say anything to me because you, everything you spill out your mouth is lies and doubt and, 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 and you're conceited in yourself. So I, you can't sit with me. Now, you know, so I've had moments like that where doubt has tried to come and be my friend, befriend me and put his arms around me and try to hold me close and, 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 and try to stroke me, me to believing that, hey, I got you. No, you ain't got me. You ain't got me, and I don't want you to have me. <laughs> my God, my Heavenly Father got me. And, and yes, I, I may have a moment. I'm having a moment. I'm in my feelings. I'm in my fleshly feelings right now. But guess what? That ain't going to last long. It ain't going to last long. Because I know the word to be truth. And I know my Father, which is in heaven, I know he is a faithful God. Come on, somebody. Mm, my God, my God, my God. Mm, 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 mm. So, you know, we go on and we say, uh, So, you you see, man, Masia. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscating of your property because you knew that you yourself had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. Listen to that part right now. Do not throw away your confidence. Okay. It's not saying be so much confident in yourself, but also be confident in the fact that you know that your heavenly father is faithful and he shall do what he promised. Come on, y'all. 
it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. There's a key word. Receive and promise. Okay, that's the key word, promise. He promised it. So if God promised it, he going to deliver it. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Oh my God, that's another part right there. See, we worry so much about those who don't want to come along with us. We worry about those who don't fellowship with us in that of the word of God. And when we mention the word of God, oh, there you go speaking that word again. There you go talking about God again. There you go talking about the Bible again. Those people are shrinking back from the word. They're withdrawing back. They're stepping back. They don't want to have nothing to do with it. That's what the word shrink back means. That means they're stepping back. They're, 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 they're uh, for lack of a better word, they're turning back. They're denouncing. They're, they don't want to have anything to do with it. The word, what does the word tell us right here? Let's go down and read back what the word says. It says, in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Now, what that's telling you right there, that right there, I'm going to tell you what I get from it. Now, you can get, I, I don't know what God is having you to receive from it, but this is what I'm perceiving from it. That means that all those who choose to not be believers, and not stand on the word of God, those who shrink back, don't have nothing to do with them because they're going to be they're going to be destroyed. And if you have anything to do with them, then you yourself are going to be in that category. You're going to be destroyed, too. So it's saying don't have anything to do with them. The word says right here, I take no pleasure in those who shrink back, but we do not belong. <laughs> but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. The word is telling you right there, you don't belong to them. But to those who have faith and are saved. That's where you belong. That's who you belong to. Okay. Now when it says belong, that means part of fellowship with, one-on-one -on -one with the body of Christ. That's what it's meaning. You can't, oh my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now that doesn't mean that you can't. That doesn't mean not to try to save anybody. That doesn't mean not to try to talk to someone or try to deliver an unbelieved person. That does not mean that. It just means that don't put yourself in a position where you are totally fellowshipping with them. And and let me break that down even further for lack of a better word. You hanging out with them. You know what I'm saying? Completely. You're doing they do. They're doing your do. You know, you, you, you hanging with them. That's your clique. That's your, you know what I'm saying? That's your peoples. And, and the word is telling us, no, do not, we don't belong with them. So don't hang with them like that. You know, it's okay to bring them and present them the word and present them the truth and present to them Christ. But you are not to hang with them. You are not to be with them as if you belong with them. 
And I know lots of us, we've done it. We've made that mistake, you know, because we thought that, you know, they was our buddies and we thought that they were getting into the world. But really, truthfully, they were not. You serious, but they were not serious. And then when you found that out, you were like, it hurt you. It hit you on your heart. Seriously. But then now you realize that you got to do for you because they're not going to do for you. You got to do for you and get you right. Because I'm going to tell you something. This is something my, 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 my pastor used to say. He said he would love for his family. Truthfully, he would love for his wife. He would love for his children to all go to heaven. And he's praying that from the words of his mouth and from the goodness and the blessed one and pureness of that of his heart, that he is doing everything that he needs to do to see that they will be able to go through that of their will. Notice I said through that of their will. Because we all have free will now. He didn't throw that part in there, but I'm saying. Um, but bottom line, what he was saying is that if you make that decision that you ain't going to do that, guess what? I'm still going to go. I'm still going to do what I need to do so that I go to heaven, that my soul is saved. Now, you can go out of them like stupid if you want to, but at the end of the day, guess what? I'm doing me. <laughs> I'm doing me what's going to get me in the Father's kingdom. That's basically bottom line what he was saying. And I, I get what he's saying. And I know that's not an easy choice to make because it's like you that's your family. That's your blood. That's the fruit of your loins. So when it comes to your kids and you to say that. How committed is that? You feel me? And yeah, he would love for his his daughter. He would love for his firstborn son. And he, he, I, I trust it. I get it. I would love for mine, too. Truthfully. I would love for mine to know that they're on the path to be in heaven and not hell. You feel me? But when it's all said and done, when at the end of the day, if you, you know, keep on out there and you doing you and you ain't trying to do what you need to do to make sure that you got that ticket to go to heaven, then, you know, and I don't give you everything I know how to give you. I don't. Share it all to you and all what God laid on me to say it. I'm doing everything that I then what I'm not gonna let you bring me down. I'm going. I'm going. And I know a lot of people say, well, that's not the mentality to have, and you shouldn't do that. That's your family, that's your bloodline, that's the fruit of your loins, and you know, on and on and on and on. <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what? You ain't the only one that you, you, you guess what? My pastor's not the one that feel that way. There are many people who be like, look, I'm going to give you this. You can take this knowledge. You can follow it. You can hold it on. You can believe in it. You can stand in faith of it to your grave. But if you waver from it, that's on you. Because I'm giving you the word. I'm constantly giving you the word. I'm living my life of the word so that you can see it from example. Because the word says to allow ourselves to be a living sacrifice. In other words, to be a living, to be the living word, to be, you know, that of God. Let our, let our actions show. And we're not always, I mean, come on, you know, I don't even want to get on that right now. Because we all know that we ain't always, you know, you know that. You know that. I know that. We ain't always God, godly. Because our thoughts, if not the actions of our flesh. It's not the deeds of our flesh that are wrong. Sometimes it's where our heart's at. Or sometimes it's our thoughts and our minds. We have a one little thought and we, you know, and then by the time we think about it, oh dang, I shouldn't have thought. It's too late. You already don't thought about it. 
<laughs> you just ain't release it off your tongue or you didn't allow it to manifest in your heart and become, you know, deeds of the flesh, but you thought about it. And so now you got to repent for it. Even though it was a thought and wasn't, you know, manifested for it, you still got to repent for it. So, our brothers and sisters, you know, the, the word is telling us right here not to be involved with those who are shrinking back. You know, um, as we come to life ends, I believe we get more knowledgeable of life. And what I mean by that is that we begin to see the truthfulness of life. We begin to see things for what they truly, truthfully are. And we begin to live our life accordingly. And we slow down. We don't, we know it's none of this fast stuff jumping into stuff all the time. We analyzing things a lot more now. We paying attention to things a lot more now. You know, we're making more wiser decisions. We're thinking about it twice and two and, you know, and four and five times now. It's still like, oh, yeah, let's go. You know, we're not doing that no more. See, when you young, I mean, come on, you knew it. When your friend can't say, hey, man, I'm finna go over here. Okay, let's go. What you waiting on? I thought you said you finna go. Yeah, man, I'm coming. No, let's go. And see, now that you don't got a little bit of age up under your belt, you're like, man, I don't know, bro. I'm not feeling that right now. You know, my mind, you know, I'm thinking about something right now. And I'm just... See, you, 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 you hesitate. You, 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 to the point that you almost procrastinate about going, hanging out or doing whatever with the fellas or, or with the girls. Because in your spirit, truthfully, your spirit is telling you, no, don't do that this time. Won't you just chill where you at? And matter of fact, won't you go ahead and grab that book? Get a few words up under your belt. You know what I'm saying? Hey, or, hey, just do some reading and something else and, you know, or listen to some music. Sit back and chill. You know, and and and, and then you wonder sometimes why is that? Because see, <laughs> you're beginning to have an understanding of life, and you're beginning to understand that it's not always worth or valuable to be running and ripping and zipping in everywhere and going places on a drop of a dime. You, you begin to really see knowledgeable little nuggets. Whereas before, when you were younger, you didn't see these things. You didn't perceive these things. So now you're perceiving them and you're like, you're stopping to receive it. Now that you're perceiving it, you're stopping to receive it. Because see, before you wasn't perceiving it. And the reason why you weren't perceiving it is because you're walking around with a blocked mind and a hardened heart. But now that you're you're getting older, the word has had a chance to really work in you and really season you. And so now you're, you're, you're starting to perceive a lot of things. And as you're perceiving those things, you're taking time to receive it so that you can see how it's going to work out and, how it's, and, you know, and allowing it to work out in your life. That's where I'm at. I'm truthfully going to tell you that straight up right now. And I, I, I got word for, for everybody who, 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 who think that they're not there or who think that they're not going to get there. Let me put it that way. Oh man, now nah, I'm going to, you know, I'm straight. I'll be, all, no, you, you, my prayer is hopefully that it will hit you right at the right time. It needs to hit you and that you will begin to do what you need to do 
in order to allow it to really truly take its course in your life and, and that of you. Because my brothers and sisters, let me let me explain something to you. It is very beneficial for you to slow down at times. Because you can be able to perceive some things that you otherwise would not be able to perceive. And then when you perceive it, then you can receive it. And as you receive it, it's going to begin to be blessful because it's going to start flourishing in you and causing your life to flourish, causing your life to be fruitful. And you're going to be prosperous. But see, when you sit in, my God, keep refusing to notice, you know, in other words, perceive. And then be willing to receive it. Then guess what's going to happen? You're going to continue to not be prosperous. Oh, you know, I got money, man. I got a good job. And I, you know, prosperity is not always about money. Yeah, that's one way. You know, because when you hear the when you hear the the, the, the pastor speak and say, you know, uh, that all lives shall be prosperous, and so you immediately the first thing that you think is money, because you have heard so many people that connect. Or associate the word prosperous with money. And everybody think that in order to be prosperous, you got to have money. It ain't always about money. It's about how you conduct yourself. It's about it's about where you are in God. You know, the knowledge is, pro, you know, is, 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 is money too. It's not so much about what you have that's tangible, what you can put your hand on. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't so much about, man, I got four bedrooms, you know, on, on on five acres. I got three car garages, fill of cars. I got a lawnmower that cut the yard by itself. I don't have to walk the dog. The dog got to leash that walk the dog. I don't got to walk the dog. The pool clean itself. Man, you know what? <laughs> I'm overlooking the ocean, man. I got a, I got a cliffside view. You better be careful. You might fall off that cliff. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, the bottom line is this right here. And this is something that I'm really understanding myself too. At the end of life, at the end of life's journey, those things that you have accumulated in that life's journey here in this world. Can you take it with you? The answer to that is no. So why are you acting like you're going to take it with you? Why are you acting like that? that's the, that's the plan? So you acting like you're going to pack all your clothes up and, you know, as you land there in your final resting bed, your coffin. You 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 making it seem like all your luggage is gonna be right there next to you, and they got your cars parked outside, and they getting ready to lift your house up, and it's going with you. See, that's how some of y'all acting. <laughs> like you know, like yeah, you know, like yeah, man, you know, I'm straight, you know, man, I, you know, and you acting like they got your money, they ready to wire your bank, you know, they were they ready to wire your money from your bank account to the other bank account, to the bank account of the great beyond. Dude, look, look at him, man. You know what? Y'all go ahead on. Man, child, get, get out of my face. Listen, that ain't happening. Trust me, that ain't happening. 
And I guess really I'm saying all that to really say this right here. I know what I need right now that will make my life comfortable. I know the things that I would like to have and the things I would like to experience in my lifetime. And I pray that I will have the opportunity to experience them. And I pray some of the things I would like to have possession of in my possession. I pray that I will have that opportunity to have them in my possession. And, and in doing so, I pray that also that I can leave it to my family, to my, my children. And that they will honor, respect, and value it. And that they too will be able to pass it on to their children. Now, but I know that when that day come, when it's time for me to move on to my life in that of God's kingdom, I can't take none of that stuff with me. You know, yeah, I say, well, you know, I would like to have ten, twenty thousand dollars right now sitting in the bank. Guess what? I know that if something happens to me and that money sitting in the bank, I can't take it with me. I can't say, okay, look, you know, this is about to happen. Can you go ahead and uh, make, make that withdrawal or go ahead and make that transfer? You know, tell them to go ahead and make that transfer. No, they're going to look at me like I'm stupid. Live your life accordingly. Have confidence in that what is called upon you to do. Have confidence in God. Have faith. Do not be unwavering. Do not be unserving or serving unto that which is laid upon your heart to do. But keep the faith. Let not the hope die out in you. Do not lose confidence. The word is telling us that. Because there's a lot going on right now. And I can I can see. I'm going to be truly honest with you right now. The word doesn't say it like this. But think about it. The word is telling us not to be um, not to be wavering. It's telling us to be unwavering. It's telling us to not to be unserving. Unwavering. Uh, you know. To basically not to be giving up. Not to allow doubt to be sitting up playing and dancing around in our minds. Not to sit, you know, sit with doubt. Not to fellowship with doubt. Uh, to be mindful, to be attentive, to be focused. And don't lose confidence in ourselves and also in the word of God and in God himself. Know that he is a faithful God and he stands true to that of his word and what he has promised unto you. The Lord shall deliver and give unto thee that which he has promised thee. Because there's so much going on right now. And I can see because, and, and, I, and I tell people, I say, listen, live. If you think you don't see it right now, you're not experiencing it yet, just keep living. You will experience it. Just keep living. You will. Just keep your mind focused on what is laid upon your heart to do in that of God's kingdom. And keep his word, keep his word resonating in Okay, keep his word res resonating in you. And yeah, people are gonna say things. Oh man, you ain't gotta read the Bible all day, every day, or you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta listen to that song. You know, you wanna listen to Christian music. You ain't gotta listen to Christian music all the time. You can listen to something else. Let me explain something to you. If that's what you wanna listen to, listen to what you wanna listen to. If you wanna listen to some Christian music? Listen to you some Christian music. If you wanna listen to somebody speaking a word, then listen to somebody speaking a word. What people are not understanding is that that's a way for you to keep your mind focused. 
Keep yourself centered. You have some people that, you know, what they do is they listen to music. You got some guys that walk around with their earplugs in their ear. They go and work out. Guess what they're listening to? They're listening to music. They have a certain song or a certain playlist that they have going while they're working out. It helps them stay focused and it helps them to be diligent in their workout. You know, so where they don't like just give up after one or two little reps and be like, man, I don't do know. Let me go. On. No, that music helped them keep their mind focused and, and, and you know, and, and keep them on tabs on what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. You know, because you'll lose focus, man, and you'll lose the understanding as to why you're doing what it is you're doing. And you be like, why I'm doing this? Because the devil planted that in your head. Why are you doing it? The devil will really literally try to put that in your head. He will try to put that that question, that doubt in your head. Like, why are you doing this? Like, just like that. Why are you doing this? You know, like, what 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 what's the purpose? And then you'll begin to be like, yeah, why am I? What? Man, I can be shooting some hoops with a fella. Or, man, I can be laying up on a beach. I mean, I know this nice little Harley. And, 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 and come on, sisters. Y'all be thinking the same thing. You know, I can be out with my, I, you know, I can be out with my girls right now. We can be shopping. You know, I, I know this man, this nice guy. He, you know, I've been wanting to hang out with him for a minute. You know, I can call him up. We can go, you know, we can go ride somewhere. We can go to, but No. Keep your mind focused on what it is because, see, it's a sacrifice. Yes, it is. And, and, and sometimes it's a sacrifice we're not willing to make because we see things that we got to give up and we're not willing to give them up. That's the bottom line because we think that we can't live without it. Or we think that we're not going to be able to experience it anymore. That was one of my reasons right there. Well, I'm not going to be able to experience this anymore if I give up and give it up. No, that's not the case. You're going to experience it. It's just going to be on a different, it's just going to be a different way that you're going to experience it. You know, and it's, it's not that you don't have the opportunity to, and, and, and with some guys, and I, I know I don't speak for all guys, but I know sometimes it's about sex. You think, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to experience the sex like I want to, you know, if I got to stop having sex and I might not never have sex again. So I'm trying to have all the sex I can have now. So that when I do commit, you know, da, 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 da. being saved doesn't mean you have to stop having sex. It just means how you go about doing it. Meaning that you don't no longer go around having sex with women that are not your wife. Multiple women and then a woman that's not your wife. And when I say multiple women, meaning that you, you're sleeping with this girl, that girl, this girl, that girl, this girl, that woman, that one, like that. And then a woman, if it's just, even if it's just one female, and you know that y'all not in a marriage, that you're not supposed to be having sex. But you do it. I mean, we all, I'm, you know, that I think that's the one thing that if it could be talked about openly in a way that where it's not being perceived as you're being judged, I think more people will come out in the open with it. I really do. I think more people will sit down and want to talk about their struggles, talk about the hardship of trying to stay focused and keep themselves out of that 
sexual relationship activity. And, and see, guys, we want to talk about it, but then, you know, oh, you know, you're supposed to be a man in God. How you letting yourself do this and do... You know, you, come on, man. Look, I already know I'm wrong. I already know I done made a mistake. I already know I'm continuing to sin. But you got to understand, look, you ought to be able to say, well, damn, at least he's trying and he has a mindset of wanting to change. He needs some guidance. Offer the man some guidance. You feel what I'm saying? Give him some scripture. Pray about it. Help him pray. Pray Pray for him. Pray over him. Pray. Pray. You know? Because in a situation like that, maybe you can't make, you know, yeah, you can't give him a chastity belt and say, okay, bro, put this on. You'll be all right. <laughs> you got to get a man something else. You know what I'm saying? So, you, you know, you give him the word of God, pray for him. Pray with them and just let them know, say, hey, look, you know, if you need to, you know, if you, you know, if you want to come together, we can fellowship. Maybe we can go to lunch. You know, we can shoot some hoops in and we can, we can talk. I'm going to tell you something. It's not easy for a man to talk about his feelings because we, 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 we were bred. Listen to what I'm saying now. We were bred. In other words, we were raised and groomed. That a man does not show his feelings. He does not express his affection. He, he expresses his affection enough to let his wife know how he feels about her. His children know that he loved them. And that's it. He doesn't go into the deepness of emotions. And then when a man does go to in the deepness of emotions, then everybody want to call him a wuss. Everybody want to say he gay. Everybody want to say he this, he that, he oh, he ain't a man, he ain't. And so you wonder why men stay shut up sometimes. And then, you know, you hear the, in the words, it's not good for men to be alone. Well, sometimes a man feel like he ain't got no other choice. He feel like he better off to be truly by himself. Not work with nobody, not deal with nobody, just nada. And um, you know, I'm sure. I mean, come on, let's 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 you know, let's keep it real and keep it universal. I'm pretty sure some women feel that same way too. But at the end of the day, my brothers and sisters, at the end of the day, we 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 gotta be together. The word says unto us when we go to really getting into what we need to be doing with unbelievers and believers the word even tells us you know that we are not to be with them we do not belong to those who shrink back the word says that right there it says you need to preserve so that you you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of god you will receive what he has promised okay and then if I skip down and it says here, it says, let's go down a little bit more. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. So if somebody's not displaying faith, they're not displaying confidence in that of God's word and that of God. You know, you try to lift their confidence, you try to restore that. But uh, be mindful that you 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 don't belong to them if they're not willing to be believers, if they're not willing to not shrink back or step back or withdraw themselves back. And I think some people think that of people who don't go to church, you know, who who 
who step back from the church. But I'm going to tell you something, what I found out. A lot of people who may have left the church, they didn't necessarily left God. They just left the church. And a lot of people say, well, they left God. If they left the church, they left God. <laughs> you are a walking representation of God. You are the church. You don't necessarily have to have a building for there to be a church. Okay, church is identified to that of a building of and to a place. They say, oh, that is a church. But truthfully, you are God. You God dwells in you and you dwell in God. So you could come together in fellowship. That's why the word says where two or more gather, there am I in the midst of them. But see, you sit there and you think that, oh, you got to be in a church. Now, going into a church, now, it does have benefits because the church is there for a reason. The church is there to offer safe haven. The church is there to offer guidance. The church is there to offer teach and knowledge. The church is there to help the community. The church is there to help in hard times. So there's a purpose for the building, okay, to come together and congregate in the fellowship. There's a purpose for that building. But... <laughs> like the word says where two or more are gathered you can go out in the middle of the desert and gather two or more of you and if you're talking about God if you are fellowshipping in the word what does the word say where two or more are gathered there am I in the midst of thee and that's what the Lord says then okay then so you're going to call it a liar you're going to call him a liar you're going to say the word is a lie I mean, now that doesn't mean that, you know, if you come together and, you know, y'all sitting out drinking your, drinking your cold one and then, you know, you sit there reminiscing and talking about, no, the Lord ain't going to be in the midst of that. Nah. Yeah, that, no. <laughs> and, and, and women, no. Y'all sitting there coming together, two or three y'all drinking some wine, sipping on wine and y'all gossiping. Do you think the Lord coming in the midst of that? No, he's not. Nah. No, he is not going to be sitting on no Chardonnay with you and sitting there with his legs cocked up talking about, yeah, girl, go ahead. No, he is not. No, nada. But the words does clearly say that where two or three gather in my name. Now, see, that's the key. In my name, meaning that you are in the word. The gospel of Christ. Then he say, there I am I in the midst of them. God, oh shit, I'm on my neck. Okay, let me move on because see, I, I I don't want to go off onto something else because I want y'all to stay right here. I want you to stay right here. But see, sometimes I feel that in my spirit and I feel on my heart to lay and just go ahead and 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 and, and, and explain myself on out there. To, you know, because if it comes up, I'm I, I'm gonna have to explain myself or explain why it. You know, that word came forth. But see, this is where we're at. Confidence, my brother and sister. We can go all the way back to the beginning here. And it says, a call to persevere in faith. A call to persevere in faith. In other words, meaning I am calling you. I am encouraging you. I am edifying you. I am trying to lift you up. I am trying to motivate you to persevere in faith. To have confidence and stand strong and stand up. And not to be wavering in that of your faith and your belief. That's what I am calling. That's what I am inserting onto you to do. So now we get here and we say, okay, where am I in all the midst of this? And what am I doing and not doing? 
Alrighty, my brothers and sisters, uh, that notification was letting me know that we are uh, in that moment of the show where it's time to bring forth the spiritual food for thought for the week. And the spiritual food for thought for the week is, let us hold unsavoring, unsavoringly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Now, once again, it's talking about not being unwavering. It says, let us hold unserverling to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. So basically, the bottom line is saying, do not be un, you know, do not be wavering in that of your hope. You know, in your in your faith, do not lose confidence. Because he who promise is faithful and shall what? Deliver. Okay? So, uh, we have to remember what is promised to us in the Word. And I know a lot of times the situation can be really hard. And we're going through some things. And, and at that moment, it's kind of hard to really... To, to continue on in, 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 in faith because your hope has been shook. Your whole foundation of that, what you hoped on, has been shook. And so now your, your glass is truly becoming empty in that of hope. Your hope, your hope container, your hope confidence, that whole hope structure has been shooken. And, and so now you're starting to lose confidence in that of the God of hope the the god of faith the god that you serve the heavenly father of whom you have given your life unto something has taken place and, and so now you have been shook in the very foundation of your hope and so you, you 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 sense yourself and you may not even sense that you're dwelling in your faith in other words becoming un, you know becoming uh wavering but it happens and and, and sometimes and, and you know listen I would say that it's going to happen to it's going to happen to all of us at least once. And I know there's some that say, "Well, it ain't never happened to me. It ain't never happened. I ain't never wavered in my faith." That's good then, if you haven't. And I want you to take what I'm saying right now. Don't take it as me speaking any kind of curse on you, or any kind of hindrance on you. But I will say this: continue to live because, see, this is the thing. You just haven't come across anything yet. You haven't been faced with any daring situation that has caused you to step back and begin to start plundering on some things. Now, I'm not questioning nobody's faith. I'm not saying, okay, well, you know, you say you ain't never had no wavering in your faith. Okay, I don't think you got faith. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying to you that if you can say that I ain't never wavered in my face, I ain't never had no doubt, ain't none, none of that, then that's wonderful. I am commending you with all the joyfulness in that of my spirit. But at the same time, I'm saying to you, don't get cocky with it to the point where, you know, you think that there's nothing that can cause you to waver. Because, see, you'll get tried. And you'll get tried on some things. You'll get tested. And <laughs> you'll get that throw back in your face. 
So be careful. Be careful. There's nothing wrong with, you know, being. I don't want to say boastful, boastful, because boastful, you, you know, you're not supposed to boast, boast in that of yourself. You know, me, I'm not going to boast in myself. If I boast of anything or anyone's going to be in that of God or that of the Lord, I'm going to boast in that. But I'm not going to boast in myself. I'll let others do that. But try to, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. So I, I guess really the bottom line is what I'm saying. Just be mindful of how you carry that strongness in belief and faith. Just be mindful of that. And, and, and whatever you're doing that's been working for you, continue to keep doing it. Because even though you may have not come across a situation that has or may have caused you to come even close to maybe wavering just a little bit, just having like just a little doubt. You haven't lived your life completely yet. So it's a possibility you may come across something that could test your faith, truly test your faith. And I that's what I'm really saying is that I believe that we as Christians, we as brothers and sisters and that of the body of Christ, I do believe that we truly do, if only once, truly do get tested in our faith. I do believe that we do truly get one major test of that of our faith. And I believe that you will find out then truly where you stand, where you truly stand. And I think it's a blessing in some ways because it can help you really move on to that next level. It can help you really strengthen yourself and strengthen strengthen yourself in that of God and also uh strengthen the relationship that you have with God and strengthen your faith. Cause we're all gonna have situations that we're gonna deal with. And and I'm gonna tell you right now, I've had situations that I I, I thought that, okay, yeah, this is it. I'm not, you know, I don't know what's gonna take place from this. And then I've always had moments where something will come along and say, well, if this such and such happened back then and God was able to make sure you got through it, you were able to make through it, you know, make a way through it because God provided this and provided that or because God did this or did that or because you listened or you was attentive so you was able to get past it. Well, if you were able to get past it then and you had faith and you believed that you would through that of God, then why, why, why can't you do it now? Because if he brought you through that and that's not considered to be nothing significant, then if he can do, bring you through that, then he could bring you through this as well. So, and that's where I've tried to always put my, my mindset if I'm facing something, to believe that if God brought me through something that just happened a few days ago or a few months ago or last year or something like that, then how much more would he bring me through this situation if I entrust in him? And I, I got some things right now on my plate. I'm not going to lie to you, my brothers and sisters, that I am in entrusting God to make a way. I am entrusting God to make a way, but at the same time, now let me say this, at the same time, I am also looking at, okay, what do I need to be doing? Not 
what I want to do, but what do I need to be doing in each one of these situations that I'm entrusting God to make a certain thing happen or to bring me through? What do I need to be doing concerning these, these, these different areas? Is it something that I need to be doing? Is it something, you know, or do I need to just keep my hands off with it and let it work in God's time? Um, I think that's a gray area sometimes for a lot of us because we don't always know what we should keep our hands off of. We don't know what we should step back off of some of the time. And I think truly that that's where prayer and patience come in at. We have to pray and then have patience. Uh, that God And have faith that God will show us and guide us through letting us know what it is and what we need to do. And that we need to just listen. You know, because sometimes we're just too big. We're busy bodies. We're just busy bodies. We're just doing. We're just doing. We're just doing. And sometimes we just need to get somewhere, sit down, and just relax. You know, and read some word. Sit and just meditate to yourself. Just sit and, you know, just plunder on what God's word is saying. And just sit and listen to, like, you might have heard a message that sprung a chord with you. Sit and just listen to that message because maybe it's something in that message that God is showing. You know, it's, it's, trying, get, it's trying to get delivered to you. And it, and it requires you to get somewhere silent, get somewhere quiet, so that you can perceive it in order to receive it. You know, because sometimes we can't always perceive things because we got too much action going around. It. And sometimes we need to get somewhere quiet so we can perceive a thing in order to receive it. So, my brothers and sisters, at the end of the day, I believe that we're all trying to do what is right, to be upright and uphold and pleasing before God, our Heavenly Father. And, you know, as the spiritual food for thought for this week tells us, you know, don't, you know, hold hold fast on to that. Hold fast on. You know, don't 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 sit there and be um letting loose of your willingness or your servingness ability to do what is in that of the word or do that what is right for God's kingdom. Don't let that be pulled away from you and that's what this word is telling us it don't let that it says it says let us hold unservingly to the hope we profess meaning no wavering don't you know don't contradict don't be out no you know don't go with any un, un, you know unconfidence you know it means hold on let us hold on And I pray that's what we're all able to do, my brothers and sisters. I really, truly pray that's what we're all able to do. I really do. Some of all parts of this week's message is quoted from Hebrews 10, 19-39, found in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Hebrews 10, 19-39, and that is found in the NIV. For more encouragement throughout the week, you can go over to ig and you will find us over there as encouragement daily blog we're also on facebook as encouragement daily blog twitter as encouragement daily blog and on timber as encouragement daily blog you can also if you prefer to just tune in you know whenever there's a new episode coming out for the podcast you can also get yourself situated where you can receive those notifications letting you know that there is one coming up or there is one out uh by going over to anchor.fm slash encouragement daily podcast once again that's anchor.fm encouragement daily podcast okay
Uh, and don't forget to put that little that little slash in there because I, if you don't put that in there, I believe it's not going to direct you to to our uh, our platform with them. So once again, that's Anchor FM slash Encouragement Daily Podcast. Okay. Uh, I thank you, everyone, for taking your time out to be received of this week's message. I pray that it has really truly been a blessing unto you, and you were able to perceive that you could receive and be blessed by the message and blessed by the words coming forth and that it answers some questions for you or whether it confirms some things for you or maybe just open you up to some new you know some new revelation i i just pray that whatever it is that it did really truly helped you and it was blessful unto you amen uh i give you the scriptures that i read over and uh you know feel free to go back and read over that uh, read some more, read beyond it or whatever. Whatever it is that you need to do, whatever is felt in your heart, sensed in that of your heart and your spirit to do, you know, do it so that you can further receive what you need to receive. And not just that, so that you're more knowledgeable. Amen. And, you know, just keep your mind open, keep your heart open and, and pure to be received. And you shall proceed to be received. Trust me on that. All right. Uh, once again, thank you for your time. I appreciate all of you. And until next time we get together to fellowship, I pray that all things will continue to be blessed for you. The rest of this day will be wonderful and joyful and safe unto you. You will remain in an anointing health of that of God. And that more, and that the week will bring more of the same unto you. So until next time we come together to fellowship and that of encouragement through that of God's word. My brothers and sisters, be blessful. Amen. Be blessful. And do not lose your confidence. Amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters.